we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. More godly in 2020, a better me. It's like buying a car. I want that new model, that new body style. That's what I want. Yeah, new car smell all over again. Yeah, I need it. It's spiritually. And our first observance in this particular message is, why is my opinion of myself so low? I know this sounds like new age stuff. Somebody's like, hey, this is straight psychology. No, it's not. This matters. This matters. Your opinion of yourself is how you're going to view God. More importantly than that, your opinion of yourself is how you're going to implement God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why, you know, you can, folks can sit under messages for years. But never, the message never take root. Because their opinion of themselves can be skewed. Amen? So, We have to ask the question, if you have a low opinion of yourself, why is it like that? I know some people say, well, you know, I don't really have that. Oh, you will. Every now and then, depending on what the trial and tribulation is, you can get your legs knocked right from under you and feel very low. Am I talking to anybody in here? Yes. Times in your life, you thought you were fine. And the right trial and tribulation came and exposed something about you that you didn't know. Why is my opinion of myself so low? Depending on how we were raised, what happened during our development, and what was spoken over us, we can have a very negative view of ourselves. We prayed against that and broke that in prayer. Oh my goodness, didn't we? That whole word spoken, stuff folks said, may have said it with good intentions just to try to push you, but it was the wrong thing to say. And that sunk in, dug in, got roots in you and affected the way you saw yourself and the way you feel about yourself. Romans 3 and 23, for all have sinned and and what? Come short of the glory of God. Depending on how we were raised, different things happen to us, but all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. God does not want our opinion to be based on our past. Amen? Because, look at somebody say, all have sinned. God made sure he leveled the playing field because uh, there's only one who never sinned. Having low value in our own eyes causes us to do things that we consider Low. So a person who has low value is going to do things that are considered low. A gang member will risk his life for snatching a purse or robbing an ATM, doing something low. Why? Because he don't even value his life. If he doesn't value his life, he's going to put someone else's life at risk. This is how sinful lifestyle practices and lawlessness enter into our lives. So it enters into our lives because somebody spoke something, did something, gave us a negative view of ourselves. So we started acquiescing 
to their words or opinion. And we started doing things that were low. And this is how sinful lifestyle practices are. So I tell folks, be very careful when you're dealing with kids and stuff. Don't, don't call a boy. Don't, don't tell him, man, you acting like a girl. Don't be acting like a girl. Don't say that kind of stuff to boys. Because he could develop that opinion of himself. And then all it takes is somebody to come along and confirm it. Yeah, so we have to be very careful. But this is how these lifestyle practices and lawlessness enter into people's lives. First John 3 and 7, little children, let no one deceive you. It's easy to see. Whoever practices righteousness is what? Righteous, as he is righteous. And whoever practices unrighteousness is unrighteous, right? So a person who feels he's unrighteous inherently because folks told him he was bad. You like your daddy. You ain't going to amount to nothing. You like your mama. Your marriage is going to fail. You, you can't make it. You're not going to do good. You're going to fail. And that negative word is chasing you. And you'll begin to do things based on what was said because you have a low root in you. The word was spoken over you and you feel low. It's a conundrum because the more we fall, the less value we feel we have. So the more, the, the, the deeper you get in sin and me messing up, the less value you feel, so you'll keep messing up. Practicing sin and lawlessness is a what? It's a trap. Because you'll go deeper and deeper and deeper into it Falling into it just because of that mindset or how you felt when you first started. Now you feel less about yourself, so you'll do more that you shouldn't do. And it's a trap. This is good to me. Matthew 24 and 12. And because sin or iniquity shall be great in this time, the love of many shall what? Shall what? Wax. Cole, how many of you believe that's where we are right now? The love of many. And it's the love of many that named the name of Jesus. Folk, name the name of Jesus and don't love. Because they fell into a trap. How does God view me? Has anybody ever asked him that? How does God view me and is there hope? You know, I know, I know y'all trying to be tough. But you go through the right trial, you start wondering, is there hope for me? Anybody ever been there? Yes. The bottom fall out of the wrong thing, you start wondering, okay, is all the stuff folks have said coming true? Amen. I ain't afraid to address this stuff. I mean, why? That's the kind of church this is. This is what we talk about. If you're going to be better, a better, how are you going to be a better me and you won't deal with yourself? Yeah. Amen. We could sing all day. But we're going to deal with stuff. Is there, look at somebody say, is there hope for me? Let's see what the Bible says. Amen. 
The beauty of what Jesus did on the cross for us is that his salvation restores us, listen, to who he intended for us to be in the beginning. Yeah. You looking at yourself as some filthy rags and a jive turkey. And Jesus is seeing Adam and Eve in the garden before the fall. Oh, that would have preached in a regular church. Y'all just, yeah. In the right church, that would have jumped off. Amen. But his salvation restores us to who he intended for us to be in the beginning. So we're walking around feeling low, feeling like we're nothing. But if we're in Christ, when he looks at us, when God looks at us, he sees what he intended for you to be. Somebody, but man, I was an accident. They didn't even plan that. Are you here? The Bible said that children are a heritage unto who? Unto the Lord. All children that, were you a children before? Were you a child? If you were a child, you are a heritage of the Lord. Meaning if you're here, it was intended for you to be here. Amen. And if it was intended for you to be here, when you come to Christ, your past is erased and he sees you as what he intended. Now, we don't always act like what he intends. And that's why he chastens us so we can fix it. He says, I'm going to deal with you like a son. But nevertheless, he, he sees what he intended. Amen? So quit looking down on your, quit feeling all bad. When God is not even seeing you like that. He's like, what, what, did, what did my son die for? He didn't die for you to stay the same. He died for a better version of you. Amen? Jeremiah 29 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of what? Peace. And not of evil. To give you an expected Y'all, this is the Lord talking. The Lord God has said, my plan for you, thoughts of peace and not evil. I'm not looking at you like that. No matter where you came from, no matter what you did, I'm not looking at you that way. I see you the way I intended for you to be. The first model, Adam, sin. And brought us what? Low. But the improved model, Jesus, did not sin. And this is the, this is the best way. Don't clap. Yeah, this is the best part. Lived a perfect life in our place. Meaning we couldn't do it, so he did it for us. He lived a sin-free life in our place. So when we stand before God, he says, wait, before you look, 
and he comes and he gets in front of us. And God sees. Oh, okay. It's paid. It's perfect. Oh, I wish I had some saved folks in here because I need this. Amen. That's what he does. He jumps in front of you, shows himself, shows his sacrifice, shows the nail prints, shows the nail prints in his feet, shows the crown of thorns. He shows those things to say, this one, no, 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 this one, this one's okay. He's perfect. This gives us our place back in God. Romans 5 and 19. For as by one man's disobedience, the first model, many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one, the second model, shall many be made what? Righteous. Amen. Accepting Christ and his plan for us erases our past and changes his view of us. Our view should change as well. We should view ourselves as what? New creation. Second Corinthians 5 and 21. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God. How? In him. Amen. Our final observant. Woo, this is going fast. All right. But it is good. Y'all enjoyed it? Nothing like the truth. What if my bad choices produced a lot of issues in my life? How do I overcome them? Anybody got issues in their life? A lot of issues. Yeah, it's different than it was in the 20s. Different than it was in the 30s. Whole lot different than it was in the 19 and 40s. Right? It's a little different. Most of us come with a little baggage. You know, back then, you know, you would get married without baggage and maybe pick up some after marriage. Now, that's a part of the, the vows. Do you take this person and these bags? Do you take this woman and this trunk and U-Haul truck? You take her and her 28-foot Penske truck. Yeah, that's a lot of baggage. Yeah. Yeah, and folks get married with a lot of issues. And it takes a whole lot to work through them or it's going to end in divorce. Right? And so, it's a di- look at somebody say it's a different time. It's definitely a different time. So, if, what if my bad choices just produced a lot of issues in my life? Is God looking at me like, you just so full of issues that I can't, I can't deal with you? Or you won't ever be the image of what I created you to be because of your issues? Let's look at this. Are y'all still with me? This is important. If you are a new creation, how many of you are a new creation? You believe you're a new creation. If you are a new creation, 
then you must view every, look at somebody say every, every situation and circumstance with a what? Now, how are you a new creation, but you're viewing circumstances and situations with your old mindset? You looking at things the way you used to look at them, but you're a new creation. You should see the new. Meaning when I came to Christ, I didn't just come to Christ so I would be made new. I came to Christ so all things can be made new. Y'all ain't trying to. You must apply the word of God to what? How are you saying you're saved and everything's not saved? I got saved so everything could be saved. I want my finances saved. My money saved. I want my health saved. Man, boy, I just, I feel like jumping up here, but that, that, that wouldn't end well. I, I, I want every, look at somebody say, everything saved. Why, why? I mean, what are you, what are we, What? You saved in your heart, in the deepest, darkest crevice of your heart. That's the only place you saved. Don't know. You don't even know you saved if, if it's buried that deep. You saved. How you doing, brother? Oh, you know. You know. How things going, brother? Oh, Financially, everything. Oh, well, you know. My God. You feeling okay? Ooh. As soon as you said that. <laughs> the spirit of Eeyore. What is wrong with you? Oh. Oh. <laughs> Man, nothing safe but your talk. Gotta ask you, are you saved? We shouldn't have to ask you. Everything ought to be saved. Your babies ought to be saved. Uh oh. Yeah. Shouldn't have no little demon lips. <laughs> baby Jesse. Ah! Why you baby? your baby possessed? Oh, she too young. She don't know what she's doing. Yeah, look at her. Yeah, she does. You all scratched up. She knows something. <laughs> Your babies ought to be safe. Everything ought to be safe. I need to get some sleep because this baby's up all night. Lay hands on the baby. You and the husband. Y'all get together and say, you know what? We need, to, we need to pray, bring the presence of the Lord in here. So we can try to get, get, get these schedules, get, get something going on. That's everything. I'm, look, I'm looking at God like he can do anything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Boss call you in, you know, we're going to be cutting back. And we're going to be like, okay, well, okay, okay. I mean, as soon as I get in my car, I'm like, Lord, no, 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 no. Something's working out. Something has to be working out. Because my finances are saved. 
I'm believing that my finance, I'm believing that, ev- look at somebody say, everything say. Everything! Y'all, I'm going to read you a scripture that you've heard a million times. You ain't unpacked it like this. First, I'm mean, 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a what? New creature. Old things are passed away. Behold what? How many things? It's all every? It's all every? All things, everything becomes new. All, how much is all? That's all of it. So if I'm a new creation, I'm not the only thing that becomes new. All things become new. Things that are associated with me. Things that every, look at somebody say all things become new. Oh, that's just, that's, that's what I have faith for. No matter what the issues are, oh, the word has what? Answers. God can make it better. And listen to this. His word can do what? Change the outcome. You know what the problem with that is, though, Brother Jill? That don't fit in our time frame. I need something to happen right now. So I don't want to wait. But if you can wait, his word can do what? Change the outcome. But I've been waiting. When people come tell me that, I just laugh. That's so funny to me. But I've been waiting. Like waiting has an expiration date. Look at somebody say, keep waiting. God can make it better and his word can change the outcome. You know what we mess up though? A lot of times we, we, we don't have the right attitude while we wait. There has to be an expectancy during the waiting process. Meaning there has to be some faith in action while you wait. I'm waiting with faith. Ephesians 3 and 20. Now unto him that is able to do what? Seedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Look at somebody and say, he can do exceedingly abundantly. Exceeding abundantly. You can't even imagine it. To pray for it. That's what those groanings are that the Holy Ghost does for us. Because we can't even imagine it. Fasting and prayer. Fasting and prayer. Fasting and what? Fasting and prayer are a must when issues are stubborn and tough. To reverse. Yeah, when things start locking up like an old Chevy engine, <laughs> it's going to take 
some fasting, and some prayer. Now, God doesn't command anyone to fast. It's totally your option. But to break certain things, it's going to take some blood, sweat, and tear. Because when things are tough to reverse and stubborn, you're going to have to put some time in. You must have faith and do what? Work hard for restoration in some cases. Yeah, a lot of times you're dealing with dual, dual family things. You got stepchildren, mama drama, baby mama drama, daddy, baby, baby daddy, oh, excuse me, baby daddy drama different things. You got situations that you can't control as well because it's outside of your circumference. Does that make sense? And so those old stubborn things and those things that come and try to plant their feet and they become unmovable, it's going to take some fasting and prayer sometimes to deal with those. Unruly children and stubborn kids and that kind of thing. Sometimes it's going to take a little more prayer time. Amen. Amen. Now lay me down to sleep. Ain't going to work. <laughs> and you fall asleep halfway through that. <laughs> praying on the pillow. Head to the side. How are you praying with your head to the side on the pillow? You already know what the, that's going to be the longest prayer you ever prayed because you're going to be in and out of it for an hour. <laughs> I like these faces I'm getting because folks know, you know, well, Lord, I'm tired today. I worked real hard today. I'm just tired. So you're going to get the sleepyhead pillar prayer today, Lord. Ooh, Lord. Hours pass. Oh, yes, I've done it. I've done it. I'll admit it. See, y'all, how do you, everybody in here is so saved. You try to act like a, I done done it. You look at the clock, uh, two hours done passed. You, you ain't halfway through. Yes, Lord. Lord, I love you. I love you, Lord. Yes, I do. I love you. know I love you, Lord. I love you. Fall back sleep. Wake up. Hour later. Oh, yes, and touch my wife, God. Bless her. Bless her, Lord. My kids, God, just... I just need you to, Lord, in the name of Jesus. You know, I just need him. <laughs> Hour later, in Jesus' name, I pray and believe. Amen. That's you. Everybody in here has done. I don't know why these folk can't admit stuff. You know you've done that. That old long, ineffective prayer. That didn't mean nothing. Whole night wasted. <laughs> you must have faith and work hard for restoration in some cases. Hebrews 11 and 6 says it like this. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, right? And that he is, now who does he reward? He's a rewarder of those that do what? <laughs> Diligently. Seek him. Summary. So many today have given up on God because they feel they have gone so far away from his plan that there is no hope in fixing it. This leads to a very, to very low self-esteem or very low esteem 
and sinful life practices. They go hand in hand. person with very low esteem will have sinful lifestyle practices. Okay? And it only gets worse because the consequence of sin is what? Death. You feel dead when you practice sin and constantly fall into despair. Amen? Anybody remember that old man? You remember that man? Amen. Kept falling into sin and how you felt. You just, you felt worse every time. That's despair. It gets to the point where you do not even feel worthy of God or deserving of a better life. So a lot of people just park there. You're concerned for them, your prayers for them. You're like, are you going to stay like this? I mean, you're not going to try to get to it. And they're just good with it. They park there. This is a mind trap from the enemy. He wants you to give up. We broke those Wednesday night, those mind traps, remember? This is a mind trap from the enemy. He wants you to give up on a good you and focus on the bad. I put good in quotes because there's no good person. So y'all know what I'm saying. The good version mindset of you. You give up on it and just focus on the bad you. He wants you to believe that you can never be free and you will always struggle with certain sins and issues. But this is not how God sees things at all. Look at somebody say at all. God does not see it like this. That's, look at somebody say that's in your head. That's in your head. That's not how God sees things at all. There would be no point of Jesus coming if his power couldn't deliver you. The very reason he lived sinless was because of the power inside of him. And he said, no, it's good for me to go. They were like, Jesus, don't go. We need you here. He said, no, it's good that I go. Because when I go, the thing that kept me, I'm going to send back to you. So you won't just be around me. I'll be in you. Now unto him that is able to what? Keep you from what? Falling. Because I'm in you now. So it's good that I go. The very reason he lived a sinless life was because of the power inside him. This same, look at somebody say, this same power. This same power can be in you and deliver you from the issues that plague you. Sure, you may have had a traumatic past. Join the club. And the enemy planted things in you to make you struggle. Join the club. But the power of the Holy Ghost is here and it can do what? It can do what? Keep you from falling. If you truly surrender to him and go hard after him, you can overcome how many issues? Every issue in your life. A better you is just a deliverance prayer away. Praise God for his word. You know, praise God for the truth in his word. 
Amen. John 16 and 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. It's going to benefit you. It's good for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will do what? I will do what? Send him unto you. Jump down to the 13th verse. Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, is come. Now, let's stop right here. He's the spirit of truth. The Holy Ghost is the spirit of what? The Holy Ghost is the spirit of truth. So you can't have the Holy Ghost operating in your life without truth. This is this. You can't have the Holy Ghost operating in your life without being willing to face the truth about you. Huh? Yeah, you got to face the truth about it to do something about it. Howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into how much truth? How much truth? This is the Bible talking. He will guide you in how much truth? How much is all? So it's all true. So I don't, I'm not even going to, I'm not even, I don't even want to be a part of the religion, whatever, Christianity, whatever it is, if we're not going to deal with all of it. Now, I need everything saved. You remember me saying that? Everything needs to be saved. He's going to guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you what? Things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall do what? Show it unto you. Here's the good, good, good part. We're an organization here. This is what Jesus said. We're an organization. We all one, but there's three persons of us. But we all work together as one to make you one with us. So he says, all things that the Father hath are mine. I want you to have all the things that the Father hath. Therefore said I that he, the Holy Ghost, shall take this of mine that I get from the Father and shall do what? Do what? Show it unto you. All things from the Father, he's going to show unto you to make a better you. Amen? Everyone stand to your feet. The thing I'm crying out for more than anything during this fast it's just more godly. Make me more godly. I need as much God as I can absorb and take in in this last hour. Amen? That's my prayer because I need some things to change. I need some things to be fixed. I need some things to be healed. I want everything saved. Everything. Everything. I want everything saved. Amen? Everyone connected to me, I want saved. If that's your prayer, just lift your hands up right now. All over the building. Everything. I need everything saved. Everything saved. 
Come on, just lift your hands up and tell him. Lord, I need everything saved. I need my finances saved. I need to feel more secure about that. Lord, I need, I need my home saved. I need my marriage saved. Relationships saved. I need saved friends. I need saved people that I talk to. I need people of faith around me. God, I need everything saved. Everything. I need my time with you, God, saved. In other words, my time with you, I don't want to be thinking about me and all that's going on with me. I want to think about you and how I can please you. So I need that time saved. I need to be, I need my job, my occupation. I need, I need things to just be maneuvered around at work so that I can be saved at work. I need a saved boss. I need saved employees. I need saved co-workers. God, everything saved. Everything saved. I need my music saved. What entertains me, what I like to watch, what I like to hear, what I like to spend time doing, I need it saved. Everything saved. Father God, we come before you with lifted hands, just believing that we heard truth in this place today. And we didn't just hear psychological or societal truth. We heard truth from your word. And that very truth we heard, Lord, we want to apply to our lives so we can be a better me. Father God, you said, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. And behold, which means to look and see, all things become new. So Father God, make all things new. Give us a new mindset, the way we see it the way we approach it. God, the way we deal with it. Give us a new mindset so that we'll see it the way you see it and we'll see ourselves the way you see us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124, or donate online at exministries.com.